This is one thing I tell people all the time when they're fundraising. Do not lead with, give me money to, to help me launch my new organization. <laughs> that does not motivate anybody. Right. But when you talk about an issue that people care about, like black boys, right? Like by the time black boys get in the third grade, people know whether they're going to end up in jail or not, right? Like there's a prison, like a school to prison pipeline. And I know you have sons and I know you have nephews and that's not going to be their story. Over 50% of black Americans are unmarried and only 2% of black families in America have a net worth over $1 million. We are on our journey to not only join that 2%, but grow that 2%. Facts. I'm Devon Travell, creator of Black Wall Street, the board game, with my beautiful co-host. I'm Sinclair, a.k.a. The Health Nerd. You can go to our website at TheM4Show.com. Our Instagram at the M4 Show and our YouTube channel at Melanated Married Millionaires in the Main. And welcome to the M4 Show. So what I heard you say is a little different than what I would tell people. Like, okay, how do you start a nonprofit? These are the steps. But I actually like how you phrased it because these are the steps that people miss. These are the steps that people kind of bypass and go straight to the paperwork. So if I was, if I had an idea, I was sitting at home listening, this is the first thing I would do. I would figure out what's the mission, right? Like, what am I actually trying to do? Who am I trying to help? And what changes am I trying to, trying to see in them or in the population that I want to work with? And really getting clear on that. Because sometimes when I encounter people, they're like, I just want to help somebody. And I'm like, well, who do you want to help? Mm-hmm. Well, I want to help um, homeless people. And then I want to help moms. And then I want to help veterans. And then I want to help like kids. And I'm like, well, (laughs) that's a lot. So let's try one lane and like get really good in one lane. So like getting clear for yourself, what your mission is, who you're serving and why. And I like to do it in terms of like the who, the what, the when, the where, and the why. Sometimes I'll be missing it, but who I got to think to myself a little bit, who, the what, the when, the where, and the why. And that simple exercise is really helpful for you to figure out what the heck am I trying to do here? What's going to be my focus? So that's the very first place I would start. And then the next step should be to do your research. And by doing your research, I mean, figure out who in your area is doing similar work. What are the organizations doing work? How are they structured? Who do they serve? How do they serve them? What are they doing well? What are they not doing well? What are they missing? Like, where are the gaps in your community where you can fill some of those gaps? Because if the worst thing you want to do is duplicate something that's already being done. And you do want to kind of find your own lane and have your own spin on what's happening in your area. Right. And sometimes you, you come up with an idea that nobody's doing and that's great, but you need to validate that. So you got to do your research. Look at data as well. So look at statistics, look at research. What does research say works well and what you want to do? Because I'm pretty sure there's some kind of research study that shows if you do mentoring, you need to do it this way. There's a lot of research on mentoring, 
right? It's a lot of research on houselessness and things like that. So know what the what the field is talking about. Like know what's best practice. So you're starting well informed. So do your research. This one people skip. Um, and part of that research, I would also talk to people who look like the people you want to serve or mm-hmm. who are going through something that um, you want to help. Ask them questions about like, you know, what are their biggest struggles, right? What do they want to see happen? What do they think the solutions are? Talk to the people you want to serve. They can give you a lot of great information and also talk to potential donors. Mm -hmm. Talk to people who potentially would give to you or who would be interested in giving to you and ask questions about why they would give. And that helps you with the fundraising. Like that helps you figure out the right terms to use um, and buttons to push when you're fundraising. So that's number two. Mm-hmm. And the number three, we've, we already talked about, we talked about the board. Yeah. A lot of people think you do the paperwork and then you find a board, but it's the other way around. Actually, mm-hmm. you're supposed to find a board first and you guys decide together what the mission, what the final mission statement will be your vision statement. And then you guys vote in a meeting on you're going to incorporate and all this kind of stuff. That's the right process that most people don't take. So Find people for your board. Start talking about the work you want to do and establish that initial board. Nice. There it is. Those are your three, y'all. Figure out the mission. What are you going to do? Who are you going to do it for? Where are you going to do it? And why you're going to do it? I miss one. You know, <laughs> where, when, where, why? There you go. Um, and then make sure you do your research, right? Mark Your market analysis, what's going down in your environment so you're not duplicating And then last but not least, build the team, get the Avengers on the squad. Who's going to help you do this work? Uh, I want to ask a question. You know, it may be a a bad question, but you you let me know because we are Melanated Mary Millionaires. So I think for folks that may be listening, they may want to start a nonprofit specifically for a particular ethnic group. Right. Maybe they want to serve black folks specifically. Maybe they want to serve Latin folks specifically. Is that okay for a nonprofit to be focused on one specific ethnic background? Um, I get this question a lot, interestingly enough. I do. And my answer is go with what best fills the need. So if the need is to like black boys, Mm -hmm. and if that's your focus, that's your focus. Like that is okay. Okay. Like you think about the organization Black Girls Code, you know clearly that hey, you know Black Girls Black Code. Code, okay? Right, so it's like, but sometimes people don't, you know, they're fearful that they're not going to get money if they feel like they focus just on one group, and I don't necessarily think that's the case. I haven't seen it either way. So make the best mm-hmm. decision for you. It could you could get money both ways because there is funding if you're focusing on certain underserved populations only, mm-hmm. right? So. It goes both ways. So just figure out what works for you as an organization. But I haven't necessarily seen it as like a hindrance or a deterrent for somebody. People are going to do what they're going to do. Let me right. just say that, though. Like when you decide to be unapologetically black, as an example, people will have issues with that. Yep. But, you, you know, you just got to know that going into it. But you can be successful still doing that. Look, we'll get right back into the amazing podcast. But if you didn't know, in 2017, we created Black Wall Street, the board game, because we thought more families needed to know about the history of Tulsa Black Wall Street. 
more families needed to know about the legacy of black excellence left behind of Tulsa Black Wall Street that we can own a Madam C.J. Walker Beauty Salon. We can have a Booker T. Washington High School. We can have an Uncle Steve's Barbecue. We can have a Renaissance man like Simon Barry who had his own taxi service and bus service that got bought out by the city of Tulsa. We have brilliance in our DNA. We wanted to make sure that your family can play a game that teaches them about this brilliance. So we have Black Wall Street, the board game right here. We had the first edition available in 2017. That got sold out. We're on the second edition right now, or you can get the beautiful masterpiece version of the game as well. It's up to you. Head to playblackwallstreet.com and get yourself Black Wall Street, the board game to empower you, your family, and generations to come. Playblackwallstreet.com. Let's get back to the episode. And that's a perfect segue into one of the questions that we have in the chat, which is, how do you find donors, right? You're talking about like sometimes there are donors or grants or stuff out there for specific populations. Is Does that help find money or does that hinder? Like what are, what is, what are, what do you find? Uh, is it, does it make, it makes it easier to find donors when you're trying to fund your nonprofit? So the best place to find donors when you're super, super new is your own personal network. Right. So there's an activity that I talk about called the circle of influence. And it's like you figure out who's closest to you, who cares about you, and then you start going outward. So there are some people who care about you and may care about the mission. And if you ask them, they would give money to support your organization. And those are your first donors. There are people in your orbit who would support you right now, but they don't know what you're doing. So they haven't. And if you and if you haven't asked them, they may know what you're doing. And then you haven't asked them, they may not necessarily give until you do. People are funny that way. And then you start going out, like who's in your social circles and who are in your professional circles. There are people also in your social and professional networks that if they knew what you were doing and heard about it, they would support it. So the best places to start to find donors is in your own personal networks and in the networks of your board. Because that's one of the key roles of your board is to help expand the organization's network. So the, the board should be doing their own circle of influence activity and figuring out who's in their orbit that would be interesting in supporting the organization. And this is one thing I tell people all the time when they're fundraising. Do not lead with, give me money to, to help me launch my new organization. <laughs> that does not motivate anybody. Right. But when you talk about an issue that people care about, like black boys, right? Like by the time black boys get in the third grade, people know whether they're going to end up in jail or not, right? Like there's a prison, like a school to prison pipeline. And I know you have sons and I know you have nephews and that's not going to be their story. So we're going to mm. interrupt that pipeline, mm. but I need your help to do that. And this is how we're going to make that happen. And with your $25, we're going to change that story so that our boys can grow up and live the lives that they're meant to live. Like when you talk about it that way, mm -hmm. I want to get, get my card out right, right. Now. You need yeah, an elevator people, pitch. Right. Instead of, hey, I have a new organization and I'm going to be doing mentoring for some young black boys in the neighborhood. Can you help? That may get some people motivated, like a teacher or your mom, but it's not going to, it's not going to motivate the masses. Mm -hmm. So you want to think about the message that emotionally pulls people, particularly when you're talking about donors. Grants are a little different, but I know the question was about donors. So like, it's an emotional decision to give, right? Like mm -hmm. people got to give up of their dollars 
their hard-earned dollars, it's got to be a reason to do it. And a misconception we have about money is that people don't want to give. And I do not believe that. I do not come from a scarcity mindset when it comes from fundraising. And it does not benefit you to have a scarcity mindset when you come when it comes to fundraising. So if you believe that there's not enough money out there, then there isn't. Mm. But if you believe there is enough money out there and people do give, then they do. And I mean, I could go on forever, but let me just give you an example. Tamar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills player who collapsed on the field this past winter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He had a toy drive for, it was like a random town in Pennsylvania. It had like maybe a thousand, two thousand dollars on the, you know, on the GoFundMe. When he collapsed on the field, he raised like up to four million dollars for wow. a toy drive in a random Pennsylvania town. I don't, I don't mean to call the town random. I mean, so don't get mm -hmm. offended if you're from there, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> right. people didn't have any attachments to that town. And people probably didn't even know his name before that happened. But it was a compelling story, mm -hmm. and they decided to give because mm -hmm. it was emotional. It was an emotional decision for a lot of people. So if you would have said, well, people ain't giving right now. They don't know about that town. Like, why would they give? That's People will surprise you constantly when it comes mm -hmm. to money. You have no idea what people are willing to do. And I love to say all the time, people are grown. Let people do with their money what they want to do. Right. It's your job to present the opportunity and let whatever else happen. But if you're already saying, well, they're not going to give, then they're not going to give. So I'm done lecturing. I'm just saying, yeah, this, believe you cannot, right. you cannot approach it with the scarcity, scarcity mindset because you won't yeah. raise what you need. Mm. And we, we definitely hope that folks that are listening hold and grasp that growth mindset, that abundance mindset that Tiffany was just saying. Money is literally abundant. There's, they, they print it every day, y'all. Right. All right. It's up to you to tell your story and go get it. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the M4 show and our mission to increase the wealth of black families. If you received any value from this episode, any value at all, any, 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 do us a favor and give us a like and subscribe on YouTube and Apple, Spotify, all anything, them. all of them, all, them. all of them, wherever you're listening, <laughs> go ahead and like and subscribe. And after you like and subscribe, make sure you send this episode to at least one family that you really want to see win. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace.